Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, welcome to Noise Filter. This is Dr. Mark Allendary. Doc Griggs is not able to be with us today. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's Yelp. If you've been concerned about how businesses and restaurants are handling safety precautions, Yelp is now updating its COVID-19 section to address just that. These sections will now include information on businesses are enforcing masks and social distancing. Yelp wants to ensure that consumers are secure about supporting local businesses, but are also safe. Before the complaint is posted, a few things need to be checked off. The complaint needs to be backed up by multiple counts. Complaints from a month prior up until the present can be and will be sued, and each complaint will be evaluated daily to ensure accurate portrayal of the business. If recommendations are being followed, there will be a green check, and if not, there will be an orange check mark. On top of this, Yelp will also provide more detail about the restaurant having contactless menus, meal kits, and heated and outdoor dining. Now, a little something extra as well. Here in southern Louisiana, we refer to that as Lanyap. So a little something extra as well. Yelp has included warnings about overly racist businesses. That's Lanyap indeed. So if you go out to grab food or anything, make sure the businesses you're attending is following safety precautions, but not only for your protection, but for the protection of your community as well. And let me just say, bon appétit. COVID-19 hits Mexican health workers hard. Mexico's health ministry shows that since the virus began spreading in the country, nearly 2,500 healthcare workers have died from coronavirus and 188,000 were infected since the beginning of 2021. That comparison estimated 3,132 healthcare workers in the U.S. at the same time. However, the U.S. has nearly three times the Mexico's population. Wall Street Journal reports that Mexico's healthcare workers are so poorly paid that they take on extra shifts or other jobs outside of the hospital, which puts them even at greater risk. Many workers also report feeling neglected because their public health system failed to provide them with adequate protective equipment, like masks. Many of the healthcare workers also suffer from high rates of chronic illness. Government data shows that 34% of healthcare workers that contracted coronavirus had pre-existing conditions such as obesity, hypertension, or diabetes, which increases the risk of dying from the virus. In addition, unlike some European countries that saw cases ebb and flow in the spring and fall, Mexico's coronaviruses have been more consistent the entire year, leaving many hospital workers exhausted. Doctors and nurses have had to share their PPE or buy equipment on their own and make up for the insufficient response from their leadership. Angry and neglected, they've held protests at hospitals. They've also had to deal with physical and verbal harassment from people who fear the workers and are more likely to spread the virus in the community. The American government has created infrastructure for high-quality masks. 
In March, while resources like medical-grade masks were scarce, the CDC's official recommendation to Americans was to wear cloth masks in public. Now, while cloth masks are far better than wearing nothing, they're not the most highly effective method of preventing transmission and contraction of the virus. And according to The Atlantic, America has had ample time to develop infrastructure for developing and certifying more effective masks. So what happened? Unfortunately, there's a great amount of variation in the construction of cloth masks that makes their effectiveness vary. Things like construction and fit of the homemade masks, they can't be tracked and tested to meet particular standards, and tons of uncertified medical-grade masks have been popping up in stores, some of which are even less effective than even cloth ones. And testing for masks isn't always up to snuff either. There are a wide range of test methods, and some of them examine masks in inappropriate conditions. This leaves Americans on their own when trying to choose the safest option while medical masks like N95s remain scarce. While other countries have been handling masking their citizens much more effectively, I'm shocked. Hong Kong distributed lab-tested six-layer masks to everyone. In Taiwan, citizens were receiving weekly supplies of high-quality masks as early as April. Ay, 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 Jeez. All right. No, I think that's great. I'm just more like, how can we can't do that here? By now, the nation should have ramped up supply and increased testing capacity for masks. We also should have ensured that all Americans could get them for free as they have in countries with the most effective mass programs. So Harvard's doctor, Abar Karan, says that because some refuse to wear them, there's even a more dire need for higher quality masks, and masks that could protect the wearer from infection should be encouraged to use. And as we say here, COVID noise filter, wear your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask, 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 avoid crowds, socially distance, please get vaccinated when you have an opportunity to do so, and wear your mask. Toe injuries in the pandemic. This one's got some soul. (laughs) It's got soul. Anyway, all right. The pandemic has shifted our ways of life tremendously. With many people working and learning from home, there's been an increase in toe injuries. Orthopedic doctors are reporting three to four times more broken toes in their offices since the pandemic. Now, you may be wondering what so many people are doing to injure their toes. Well, one way is stubbing their toes on, you know, the legs of your couch or the corners of your walls or what have you. One orthopedic surgeon notes many of his patients have stubbed their toes while rushing to and from a Zoom meeting with bare feet, ultimately running their toe into the furniture in the haste. Oh, boy, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, Another factor is he notes that many families have reorganized their furniture to be compatible with the learning and working environment. The doctor also mentions that many people have been moving heavy boxes and other large objects and dropping that heavy weight on your toe, boom, can cause a painful break. Oftentimes, people don't realize that their toe is broken when it is, especially from stubbing it. It just may feel like a bad bruise, but orthopedic doctors do recommend that whether or not you see a bending or other deformity, you should always get an x-ray to confirm any fractures or breaks. So if a toe that's broken goes untreated, the bone can heal in the wrong position, and it could set you up with future problems such as post-traumatic arthritis. Ouch. I've seen a lot of that. Thus, it's better to be safe than sorry and get that toe examined. So how do we better protect our toes from injury? One suggestion is to wear some type of shoes, even if it's slippers while moving about the house. Yes, I endorse that wholeheartedly. 
For families who don't wear shoes in the house for cultural reasons, it may be good to get a shoe that's solely used for wearing inside to protect your toes. And it's especially important to wear protective shoes while carrying heavy objects. Wearing shoes help prevent other injuries like calluses, stress fractures, and tendonitis, each more common with being barefoot. So it's also a good idea to make pathways in your home clear and declutter any items that don't need to be in the way. So what did the mom say when her son uh, was running around the table and smashed his foot into the corner of the leg of the table as he was crying? She picked up the phone and asked him, do you want me to call a tow truck? (laughs) A tow truck. (laughs) Uh, Why is the king only one foot tall? Uh, Because he's a ruler. Ah! Lastly, I accidentally cut off most of my foot and it's mostly healed. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.